like game rid of VR. If game cat in the chat says, is this the official PSVR two box design? No, that's, um, that, that's just something I mocked up real quick before the show. Um, but I do like it. Wes, the, you guys, you gotta admit the black and white, uh, PlayStation VR two logo on the top of that horizon call of the mountain box looks pretty sexy. Doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm always, I've always kind of had an affinity for the, uh, the black and white aesthetic and uh that's why i, I didn't understand you getting so down on the thumbnail last week i thought it was pretty pretty sweet nice looking yeah sleek i i i enjoy black and white very much um i i don't i don't know if it's appropriate for celebration for celebrations um reminds me of the office episode when they like have like all the brown and black balloons for the birthday party it's like yeah maybe we didn't quite get that one right like it's like it's like we're in a flashback, Brian. We should do a black and white episode. That'd be classy. Can we, wait, wait, wait. Can we make it sepia tone? <laughs> and that, we're like detectives in the twenties. We could awesome. do that, or we could um, we could do it in another language with subs. I mean, make it like super like legit, artistic, and classy. Wow. Yeah. Except like, I I barely can speak English. That was that's what would make it like the best because we would only be saying like you know uh nachos grande and you know <laughs> shit like that and we could like like zoom the cameras in super close to our face and be all deadpan and, and serious i love it we should do it i i i agree i agree i could i could order yeah i mean i i think nachos grande is, is, is kind of, <laughs> as far as i go five years of spanish man yes i said that right five years of spanish i can't fucking say a thing dude let's start the show let's go This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day, Sirens, and Two Wise Friday right here on YouTube. We do it live. We do it live for your viewing pleasure. Uh, we also do it on podcast services of your choice for your oral pleasure. Who's in the chat? Or Seek just asked if we can do an episode with the VHS filter. Only if we turn it into found footage where one of us dies with gruesomely, just like gets hit over the head over and over with a baseball bat with a nail sticking out of the end of it. Uh, so if anybody's interested or has a baseball bat with a nail sticking out of the end of it, I'll give you my address in the comments below. Uh, and we can make this happen with the VHS filter on it. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here. PSVR without parole. This gentleman over here. That's right. The love of my life. <laughs> That's why I'm still in virtual strangers. I was going to come up with something different, but I was like, if we really convince people that we're, we're lovers, we'll, We'll really get rid of a lot of awful people in the chat real fast. Well, you know, while we're while we're trying to come up with themes for future episodes, I mean that that's a pretty strong one, right? That that sells every time, you know the uh, the uh, the estranged lovers. Yeah, right. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, man, sorry. So I'm going to apologize to everybody ahead of time. Uh, this I'm like half asleep, and any of this perceived energy that I might be having. It's all caffeine. And shout out to Professor Lilith with the $5 tip says, hi, GameCats. Uh, the link to the Sunday multiplayer survey is up in the Discord. Choose Racket Fury, Sirento, or Eagle Flight. Uh, if you guys don't know how this works, Professor Lilith diligently, week after week, takes care of everybody over on our Discord. 
if you're not on our Discord, click the link in the description below to join, uh, so that those games that are in your backlog that you have not played, the multiplayer games, just sitting around, waiting for some love. You get some cats to play with every single Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, but you get to pick the game. So everybody go vote in the Discord. Racket Fury, Sirento, or Eagle Flight. Which one, Wes? Uh, I think I'm going to go Racket Fury this week, man. That, that, that's a pretty sweet multiplayer game. Um, yeah, I haven't played Eagle Flight, though, and this one keeps coming up. So m- maybe it's finally time for Eagle Flight to get its week. Yeah. Um, but uh, people keep saying that, that it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, I really, I really enjoyed the single player Eagle Flight. Um, Rocket Fury, I mean, just one of those games with perfect, perfect, perfect uh, table tennis physics. And, and but it came out on PSVR and it was single player only. And they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll patch in multiplayer later on." And we're like, "Yeah, sure you will." And they did, and it was like flawless. Uh, I was really surprised that they made that work the way that it did. So I think my vote would have to be Rocket Fury. I'm with you there, man. I'm with you there, especially when you're playing with friends. And by the way, subsequently, I've never played that game with like a like public, like a public match, which I'm sure they have, right? They have public matches in that thing. Um, I think so. I got to imagine that there's probably this hardcore following behind it. Most likely, people from uh, the other side of the world that just dominate everyone who comes comes into the game. Yeah, right. and, and uh, I know I know that maybe ping pong isn't the most technical game when it comes. I mean, it's a very technical game when you're playing it. But uh, I'm I'm assuming that there are people who play it very technically. But uh, when it comes to like the the feedback that you get from the move controller, uh, like I I don't know what I expected, but I I grew up with a ping pong table in my basement, and it just mimics the feel and it's a, the, the move controller is the perfect weight for this too. The perfect weight and the perfect feedback when you hit, when you hit the ping pong ball, um, it just feels, it just feels like they did a stellar job. So if anyone's try out there trying to sell you on VR ping pong or VR ping pong pro, tell them to go fuck themselves uh, and go buy racket fury instead, because that game is like perfect. Oh, well, and that, that's another one that would be, have a great gen two upgrade, right? With the, with the, uh, super, uh, advanced haptics in the uh, sense controllers. I bet that would be amazing. And, and you know, ping pong uh, works great in VR because it's one of these games. Again, you can play with a friend, but it's super fast paced. But at the same time, it's all about getting in that flow state, right? Just reacting without thinking. And uh, and you're right. Uh, the, the 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 way the physics are so perfectly done, uh, it's easy to get into that flow state if you've had any kind of prior experience uh, playing ping pong. I, I like you. Uh, used to have a table and, and play a lot, so yeah, super cool. Now we just need a um, a VR foosball table, and my life will be complete. Because there was an entire summer uh, where my buddy Mike and I would just get high every single night and go down to Jillian's and uh, use their foosball table. And we, I mean, we played hundreds of games over one summer. Uh, foosball's underrated. I don't, I don't know how well that would work in VR. <laughs> Forever foosball. It's the next thing coming, right, on uh, on Quest. Nice. I'm excited. I'm down. Uh, Wes, before we get the show started, and, and for anyone just joining us or, or, or missed the thumbnail somehow uh, or the title of the video, uh, what we're doing today, uh, kind of a slow news day, but and, uh, and, and again, I'm not really 100% here. So 
Uh, we want to kind of kick back and just hang out and talk with you guys. Um, we're taking questions from the viewer takeover channel over on discord. And of course I uh, will be keeping an eye on the chat as well. seeing, uh, what questions you guys have for us. Um, just kind of a laid back Q and a, uh, obviously mostly about PSVR and PSVR two, I'm sure. Uh, but who knows, who knows Wes, what other questions could pop up. So well, here's the thing, Brian, when, yeah. whenever we come in with a format, we never stick to it anyway. It's a, it's a chill sesh every Wednesday. So uh, I, I like it. I like that we're just giving into it this time and and letting just letting the show happen naturally. It, it's it's only chill because you're the chillest person I know, Wes. That's that's the reason it's so chill. With me and AJ, it's just like it's it's hyper on top of hyper, and I, it it's exhausting. <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking uh, actually when, on Monday when you kept uh, trying to uh, bring me in to replace him, like. That would be a, a pretty big shock, a, a seismic shift in the vibe yep. on Mondays. You know, people count on you guys to get uh, to get their week started, right? You're like the coffee for the PSVR community, and uh, I would be more like chamomile tea, I think, on Monday. <laughs> uh, real quick, I want to make sure that Arian, uh, who tipped as soon as the stream went up, uh, knows. Don't you worry, sir. Uh, we're going to get to, as soon as we get to the, all of the viewer takeover questions, we're going to start with yours. I uh, didn't want you to worry that maybe we missed it. And Josh, thank you out there for keeping me in check. I appreciate it. Um, Wes, before we get the show started, talk to me about Virtual Strangers. What's happening over there in your neck of the VR woods? Well, um, I can tell you for one thing, we're going to actually have a show tonight, which was not the case last Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we're going to make up for it. Uh, which is what we said we would do last week. You know, we're, we're going to skip a week, come back with a vengeance next week. And uh, tonight we're covering some uh, new releases. We're covering a release that's not out yet. So uh, we're going to do Aspire 2 tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, I think, probably about Broken Edge. That that one, title number two is still in flux, but I think we're going to talk about bro- Broken Edge. And then we're going to go into real-time review mode for Gambit. Ooh, sexy. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people uh really hyped uh to get their hands on Gambit. And I don't know if I'm allowed to share the release date or not. Um but it is coming very soon. Uh so uh, I thought but we we just got the blessing from the developers I think yesterday to go ahead and make content. Although much like Saints and Sinners, there there are a lot of different caveats and restrictions to what we can do and not do. Uh, but we're going to stay within those restrictions to the best of our ability tonight and uh, give everyone what they've been asking for literally for weeks now. We're, we're going to get in and play Gambit live for nice. the people. Nice. Uh, so if you don't if you don't already subscribe to Wes over Virtual Strangers, make sure you tune in tonight to that stream. Uh, click the link in the description below in this video to find a nice, easy access over to Virtual Strangers. And with that out of the way, <laughs> yeah, Bob Zarkov in the chat says, don't mention the chainsaw. Yeah, it was, I, I, I want to be very clear because we were just having too much fun on Monday. Um, there was, there was one element of the chainsaw we weren't supposed to talk about, like one tiny little element in the, like, I was just having too much fun muting AJ and just 
I, I like my role on. I don't know if you remember this, Wes, when Jeremy and Michelle were on uh, the Midnight Games cast. My role was always playing the straight man, right? Like I didn't get to have a sense of humor. It was like I was dad, and I was disciplining the two kids who were goofing off and like getting off topic all the time. Like that was just like my role. And so every so often when we're having fun and like you know making jokes about things, I kind of fall back into that role occasionally. Uh, and so that's that's what happened on Monday, and we were just having too much fun with it, man. I was laughing so hard during that episode. And I was really, really happy that uh, <laughs> to reading the comments afterwards that a lot of people had fun with it too. Uh, muting AJ is something that I've always wondered. I'm like, is that is that just abusing my power? And the answer is yes. And I fucking love it. Here's the thing, man. Like, um, by the by the time you you got to the end of the episode on Monday, I, I was actually distracted doing something else, but I was still listening, <laughs> and it was it was still hilarious. It might have even been funnier listening to the silence. And knowing, knowing, you know, in the back of my mind what you're doing, uh, it was pretty good, man. I was laughing, too. Nice. All right, man. Well, then I think it's time that we dive into some viewer takeover questions, starting with uh, Arian, who, again, fucking nailed it. Not only the first comment on the live stream before, when I, once I got it set up, but also the very first tip. Uh, 35 Cubic Zarconius writes, from the developers you have spoken to, can you confirm that the PSVR 2 supports social screen for local multiplayer, like in Keep Talking and No One Explodes? I will say, um, I feel like I had a conversation about something regarding the social screen with a developer uh, in in but it but it was it was very brief uh and, and said it it should function the exact same way that the PSVR1 functioned whereas you can see what you can either see what you're seeing or you can you know have it programmed to show something else uh but no this isn't this isn't a conversation that I've had like many times over it's not something that because of the way I play video games and I, I don't know Wes you've got a family and everything I live here with my cat and so it's a little bit different she's not interested in vr despite my best efforts um and so the like the local multiplayer vr stuff has never really been that big of a deal for me um but i don't know wes have you heard anything uh, specifically or uh, or how much does this interest you from uh, the way that you play games uh, i'm pretty much the same as you uh it's not the biggest deal to me there there are uh, a few decent titles that use this mechanic um Carly and the Reaper Man comes to mind, uh, a good a good example of it. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's not been something that's been at the forefront of my mind enough to even think to ask, you know, any developers about it. My, my general attitude toward things like this is I think not having that ability would be a step back from one gen to the next. And I don't see this PSVR 2 taking any steps back in any department. So I would be shocked uh, if it couldn't, you know, manage couch co-op uh, with it being a console-based system to begin with. Uh, so, yeah, no, I can't confirm it, but uh, I would bet money that uh, they're able to do it, yeah. surely. And for, and for all the cats out there who, you know, who, who have families and, and really enjoyed this kind of stuff, like playing with their significant others, um, then I'm, I'm really, really happy that, you know, it'll continue to being a thing, um, even if it doesn't appeal to me specifically so much. Um, it does, however, <laughs> it does, however, make capturing game footage. I'm sure you've done, had an issue with this to us. Whenever, if I'm playing a game and what's on the TV isn't what I'm seeing in the VR headset, uh, like this is, this is the reason I don't have a review for Angry Birds under pressure. Angry Birds, the movie under pressure, because what you're seeing on the social screen is completely different than what you're seeing in the headset. Um, and so, uh, 
I just, I was like, I don't even know how to fucking go about doing this. Not to mention the fact that I didn't have other people to really play with to help me get through the game. What did you, did you try, did you try capturing with, with the console itself? I'd be interested to know uh, which one it, it captured. Yeah. I, I think if you hit the share button, you mean, uh, yeah. yeah, and get the 720, 30 FPS, like, crappy right. screen share. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, I, I would have yeah. gotten, I think that's exactly what you would get, and you would have gotten exactly what comes through the headset. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, it's as distracted in the chat says. The mechanic's great for kids, especially those that aren't old enough to play VR. Um, you get to kind of do shit as a family, and uh, I, think that, I think that's very cool. Um, it makes me curious, because uh, we, we know that Demio's coming, right? And Demio has a VR version and a flat version, both coming to PS5 and PSVR 2. We, we know that the game supports cross-play, so you can have fat, flat players playing with VR players, which is great. But wouldn't it be cool if, if you could have one console, two people playing the game, one in the headset, one on the television? That would, that would be pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That would be, that'd be great. You could have multiple people playing out of, out of VR, right? This four-player game. Have three people sitting there passing the control around, doing whatever. Uh, yeah, it is absolutely. right. It it is it is something unique to to PlayStation VR. Uh, I, you know, I don't mo- I don't think most people have a PC sitting in their living room, um, and so so PC VR like in a family setting like that or or, or multiplayer setting, it just I don't think would be extremely common. Uh, and then of course with with Quest and standalone headsets, you don't have a social screen. Like you just you really have to jump through hoops to have it display on something else. Um, so I, I, I don't think that Sony is unaware of their unique position uh, and that even if it's a kind of a niche market that this appeals to, they wouldn't want to get rid of that. Um, I'm assuming we'll see some stuff at launch. I hope we see another playroom at launch. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, and actually, it's one of the things that uh, my, my children keep asking me about. Like, is there going to be another playroom VR? Is there going to be another playroom VR? I don't know, man, but there should be. Yeah, agreed. Next question comes to us from Jay Meow, uh, writes hashtag viewer takeover. In a recent prediction that said uh, PSVR 2 will sell around 3.6 million headsets two, uh, two years after release. If this did happen, do you think PSVR 2 will go the way of the Vita? Uh, what number of headsets do you think Sony needs to sell for them to decide to continually support it with first-party titles? Was this uh, Is this a conversation I had with AJ on, on Monday? Was that... I think I think you guys kind of danced around it a little bit, um, but but uh, well, I'll, I'll let you go first, Brian. What, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, first of all, I, I think I I think three point six million in two years uh, only gives the PSVR two a, a six hundred thousand unit lead over PSVR one for the same time period, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. To the, whoever's predicting this stuff is is. I mean, maybe unaware of how much VR growth there's been over the last six plus years since PSVR one came out. Uh, and, the, and the interest level, I think, is an all time high. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm actually Wes. This is this is this is not really the question that Jay is asking. But for the first time since uh, since this is all since this, these numbers have started been floating around I'm getting concerned that there's not going to be enough headsets out there um, that they actually aren't going to be able to make as many as they want to in that this number might actually be accurate only because they're not going to be able to make the number uh, to meet demand um, I don't I don't think PSVR 2 will go with the 
the, the way of the Vita no matter what happens, though. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll stop in a second here because I, I don't want to say everything <laughs> that Wes is about to say. But I think that if Sony cared that much about sales figures that we wouldn't have PSVR 2, period. Um, they would have just stopped after PSVR 1 and said, well, this was a fucking failure, right? And uh, and, and, and just been like, we'll come, we'll come back to this in like, you know, six or seven years, eight years. We'll revisit VR when it is mainstream, right? Now, now that we've kind of dipped our toes in, well, maybe it's time to dip our toes out until we know that this can be profitable. Um, so I, I, th- I think it's not, sales are not nearly as important uh, as we think they are in terms of uh, the PSVR 2 being successful, quote unquote. Well, I, I pretty well agree with everything you just said there. Um, I, I feel like, well, I don't know. I, I, I'm not getting a vibe that um, that they're not going to be able to meet demand. That, that I'm not so sure about. But uh, I do think that all signs point to this being uh, a much more popular item than the original PlayStation VR. Uh, whether it be the, 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 the place in the mainstream consciousness that VR has now versus before, before nobody even knew about VR and knew what it was. Now it's something thanks to, to meta that people know about and people want. Uh, second thing we have to really take into consideration here is that this is the first time that, that Sony's really supporting VR with first party, big time IPs. Like they didn't try to sell the, the hardware with games the first time around. The first time around was very much kind of a beta test to, to see you know, what they could do with the older technology and the older hardware and to see what, you know, if there's a market for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the 3.6 number is pretty ridiculous. Now, you know, it, it, maybe it won't sell 12 million units or whatever, like like the super highly subsidized Quest did. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they doubled up on the original PSVR sales figures uh, this time around. But uh, to answer the question, uh, I think this thing would have to tank very, very badly for Sony to just kind of, you know, cut and run like they did with Vita. Um, I think, you know, I think if it did exactly the same numbers as the original PSVR, that Sony would stick it out. I think very much, uh, I think that they're very much playing the long game here. I think that they're offering up VR this gen because they believe in what VR is going to be long-term. So as long, as long as they don't take like a super huge loss, you know, bringing VR to their, their audience, uh, I think they'll stick it out. And, and with regard to the big titles, um, you know, most of the big titles that we're going to get through the first half of the life cycle are in development right now. Right. So like, uh, really, you know, poor sales. The only thing it would affect with regard to the library is the end of life. You know, we could see this thing very much have uh, uh, into its life cycle the way that PSVR 1 has had with very few titles to play in the last couple of years if it doesn't sell well, which I don't expect to be the case. Right. And I, and I also don't think we're ever going to really see the droughts that we had on PSVR 1 ever again uh throughout the course of the psvr2 lifespan even if sony doesn't support it with first party titles right i do think that we're going to see the results of sony's partnerships with third parties uh more sirens on my end you know i think that we we saw that it's not a huge risk for them to say hey uh here's five million dollars to make resident evil 7 
compatible to play in PSVR, right? That's way cheaper than it would ever cost Sony to develop a first party game that was, uh, you know, VR exclusive. Uh, and, he, and here we go. We got one of the biggest, best um, PSVR one titles for $5 million. Uh, so I think we're going to see a lot more of that. So even, even if it's not crystal clear that Sony's supporting PSVR two, uh, I think we're going to see those things. And of course there's more third party ga- uh, developers making just straight up VR games, PC VR quest quest games than ever before. And so I think with a certain, with any level of success on PSVR two, all of those games are going to come our way because people are going to want to make as much money as they can selling the game that they made on other platforms. So, yeah, um, I, I, I want before you say anything, Wes. I want to do. I want to hit this button real quick and make sure we don't crash. It's the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. Are we still here? Well done. I'm posing for the camera. Oh yeah, that was a great pose last time. By the way, uh, come on, come on. Did it work? Did it work? I think it worked, and it worked, and we didn't crash. Holy crap, man! You know what? So OBS just had this uh, big update before we started, and, uh, and and things were broken. I was like fixing. I was like, wait, wait, OBS updated. I don't know how to fix it. And then we didn't crash, which is maybe something they fixed. <laughs> so take the good with the bad, I guess. You know, when OBS when, when I get OBS dialed in, uh, I don't take the updates. Like, they, they always pop up. <laughs> Do you want to update? Nope. Nope. We'll get that one later. Smart move. However, uh, with all the crashing that I have over here, I'm just taking every update. I'm like, please let this be the one that saves us. <laughs> uh, next question comes to us from uh, X Pacer X over on Discord here at Hashtag Viewer Takeover. We know that Skyrim Anniversary Edition is on the PS5, and Bethesda just announced Fallout 4 will be remastered for the PS5. Do you think Bethesda will bring Skyrim and Fallout 4 to PSVR 2? Man, why don't you go first on this one? Well, that's that's a very interesting question because, I mean, there's a lot of layers here. First of all, uh, with regard to Fallout 4, you have to remember that um, that title was a, an HTC Vive exclusive it launched as. Uh, now, over time, it's gotten uh, support for other Steam VR headsets, but even today... Oculus headsets are not officially supported on Fallout 4. Uh, now, it works. You, you can play it on Oculus, but there isn't like an official binding for it. Um, so it just goes, goes to show you that there is some red tape around this stuff all these years later. Uh, but I, th- I think there, there was a kind of a falling out specifically between the, uh, the OGs at Oculus and, and some of the people at Bethesda. So who knows? Um, the other thing we have to consider is Bethesda is a Microsoft studio now. Am I wrong about that? They, they were acquired last year, if You're I remember wrong. correctly. Yep. And um, Under the Zenimax umbrella. Right. So so that kind of monkey wrenches everything. I would love to see um, – I would love to see it because it would be a good sign for us uh, if we knew that Microsoft Game Studios, in the absence of their own VR platform – are going to develop for what is basically their biggest competitor. Um, I would be surprised. I, I would be surprised to see it, uh, especially Fallout 4, um, but it's certainly possible. So, uh, yeah, I guess maybe is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, it depends when we it depends when we would see these titles on PSVR 2, I guess, right? Because, 
whenever whenever these buyouts happen, we always hear about well, we were going to honor all the contracts that we had leading up to this. You know, if any deals with PlayStation, we'll continue to honor those. Any deals with Nintendo, great. Uh, and so you've got to figure that at some point over you know before this acquisition happened by by Microsoft, uh, Sony Sony would go to Bethesda, having you know Skyrim on PSVR one, probably one of the more popular games on PSVR one, and say, hey, we really want to repeat that success on PSVR two, uh, and take it even further visually and and uh, and as far as controls and interactive interactivity goes, and and you would think that. Bethesda would be one of the earlier studios with PSVR2 technology, PSVR2 dev kits going, well, let's, you know, let's make sure that these guys have a game either at launch, near launch, something along those lines, more sirens. And so I think that any deals in place would have happened before uh, the buyout. That's my guess. And the fact that we are getting these PS5 upgrades uh, sort of, to me, almost solidifies that. Uh, on a completely kind of side note, side tangent, I've got a case. Now, my the color on my camera is off, so this looks horrible. This looks like it's been sitting out for about ten years, and it has been. It's this is this is Joan Soda, right? Nuka Cola Quantum. So when Fallout Four came out, you could like uh, you could get these in stores, uh, but they were in limited quantities. Somehow, I came across a case of Nuka Cola Quantum, and my plan was to mail them real physical mail to everyone else that was on without parole. So meaning like AJ and Dave and everybody else. And we were all going to have these in our fridge waiting for the day that fallout four would get announced for PlayStation VR one, as we know, this never happened. Uh, and luckily I didn't mail them out uh, because I can only imagine that these are not going to survive shipping very well. Um, but, I, but now that we're kind of getting near the PSVR two, territory uh in the potential that fallout 4 could be a title on psvr2 wes keep an eye on keep an eye on your mailbox because i gotta send this shit out it's like i don't when did this when did fallout 4 come out because that's how old this soda is um I, I, I had been out for a while when it came to vr so i don't know 10 years maybe maybe 12 yeah, it's been sitting around for a long time. I'll tell you that. And so, uh, so as long as you're willing to sign a waiver um, that, without parole, is not liable for any injury or illness that was, results from drinking one of these on the air, uh, I'd love to get I'd love to get everybody from uh, uh, on without parole on camera when the announcement happens, so that we can celebrate together by drinking a nice cold Nuka Cola Quantum. <laughs> I'm down, bro. I would do that, but just to. Uh... Uh, to get a full-on VR version, you, you you know the 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 version of Fallout that's on PC still has a lot of um, old-school gamepad-style uh, interactions in it. It would be nice to get an updated version that's full-on VRAF. Uh, that would be great. And um, yeah, I, I think PSVR two would be the perfect place to uh, revive that title. You, you know, subsequently, um, this is the title that drove me to to go to PCVR to begin with. As you know, I started on PSVR. Um, when I finally came to the realization that we weren't going to get Fallout 4, I built a computer, I bought an Oculus Rift, I bought the game, and then the game didn't support Oculus Rift, and I couldn't <laughs> play it. I didn't play it for years, Brian. It was sad. Well, this would make everything better, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe until until I until I drink that uh, that decade old 
soda that you have there and die from like dysentery or something. Yep. It's, it's, we, we thought it was going to be fallout and really it's the, uh, fall down. It's the Oregon trail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Josh cat with the $5 tip says getting the tip train going. And we got Ben L. Thank you, by the way, Josh, really appreciate all the support. Um, Ben L of the game cat army with the $50 tip. Also crazy. $50. Uh, thank you very much. He says, Hey guys, just interrupting the conversation to say thank you to y'all. This is the best community ever. And I'm just really grateful to be part of it. Uh, I got to go back to work, but from all of us in the States, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much, Ben L. Appreciate you and happy Thanksgiving to you too. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. It's Thanksgiving Eve, Brian. Are you doing anything tomorrow? <sighs> yeah. Am I excited about it? That's a completely different story. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of like the whole like family gathering stuff. Um, mostly because uh, I see the best parts of my family whenever I want to, and then the worst parts of my family are the ones that show up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I go, Ugh. I mean, I'm always last minute being like. If I drank one of these, like, would that give me an excuse to not, like, would this put me out for a day? Um, I've got 12 of them. <laughs> How many will it take for me not to have to go to Thanksgiving? But no, uh, yeah, so we do, we do the family thing and, uh, <clears throat> it'll be all right. What about you, man? Uh, yeah, I've got family here. My, my sister and, and her family are here right now. Um, my dad normally comes, but he didn't make it, uh, because my grandfather's been, uh, ill, you know, he's old, 93, so they have health problems when you get that old. Uh, but my dad decided not to come this time, and literally, like, they show up yesterday, and today dad's got COVID. So, like, he's, oh, he's Jesus. like, destroyed by himself now, uh, you know, back in uh, where I'm from. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of an odd Thanksgiving, a, l- a little different. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we had a nice dinner here today and then tomorrow we're going to my in-laws and we're going to have dinner over there excellent yeah just waiting for it to i be dig it man I, I like I, I like food i like football so uh, i've always kind of had an affinity for thanksgiving i have a lot to be thankful for as well and that's uh, the reason for the season right yeah i definitely have a lot to be thankful for um i don't I don't need a big family dinner to show my thanks, though. Um, <laughs> Scoby Man, the game cat in the chat says, "Embrace your family, Brian." Uh, if you met him, you'd maybe reconsider that statement. <laughs> With any luck, they're not watching. Let's be fair. My mom, my mom watches, and I think that's about it. Um, yeah, but I'm thankful for all of you guys. I will say that. No, no question about that. I've never once questioned my love for all the game cats out there. It's, uh, you guys allowed me to do the thing that I love doing. This is my dream job. Uh, you know, I've, it's funny because I've gotten, I've gotten multiple job offers in the last month. Uh, and, and based on what I do here and, and, and I go, I don't know, maybe, maybe you've misunderstood what I'm doing over there on YouTube. I was like, because I don't, this is my dream job. Like I am, I'm at the top of the, at the, at the without parole ladder. I'm the CEO. I'm the editor in chief. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the only person that reviews games here. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing it all. Right. And so, uh, so I'm super thankful that you guys allowed me to do that. Um, and, and while I, I am teaming up with some of the companies that have offered me positions to do certain things, which will be revealed soon enough. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ever going to stop doing this until you guys stop supporting me. Um, so really it's all in your hands. You're like, fuck this channel. You're like, 
that's that's totally up to you <laughs> watch what you say brian they'll, they'll kick you to the curb in a heartbeat bro they you know they are they are temperamental these cats <laughs> i will say that. yeah i've noticed that i've noticed that lately yeah they got your back though i, I have a feeling uh you know your your bond is solid I'll just say that. Let's hope so. Struck of the VR feline with the $12 tip. Sorry, 12 euro tip says a little donation from the shadows. How's it going, Struck? I feel like I haven't seen your name uh, all that much lately. So hopefully everything's going well. Dan Kiefer, I'm not telling you who's offering. That would spoil the surprise. <laughs> so keep your eyes open, though. I may pop up in some unexpected places. Um, did we answer the last question? That's the most important thing. I want to make sure that before we move on, we answered. Yes, we did. That the last Probably question was follow. Probably not. I mean, it'll be fine. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think just quickly. I think Skyrim is much more likely. Um, Fallout's not very likely. What what I'm really curious about, Brian, uh, are we going to see uh, updates for the Doom games? Doom VFR, Doom Three. Doom Three could really uh, use a, a next gen upgrade. Yeah. For real, sirens of my end. Doom, dude, Doom three, absolutely loved that game, despite the issues. Um, absolutely crazy. Um, Doom VFR, yeah, a little nutso, a little nutso, because uh, I think you, if you're if you're a Doom fan and you like traditional Doom games, you got to play that with the DualShock or the Aim Controller. Um, but it would be amazing to be able to have two hands in that game. Uh, and not have yeah. to teleport around or use a 180 flip right. button and not have turn buttons. Damn, that shit was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you had to you had to um, choose uh, between having hands, or you could have full locomotion with uh, an arm sticking out of your chest to throw grenades. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got. We still, gotta... still my favorite. Still my favorite Doom VR game, though. I love Doom VR. It's really good. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I, I got to go with Doom Three just because it's got a darker tone to it. It's got the horror vibe going on. It's like, like the, even if it's not technically a better game, I'm like, it's got horror. It's better for me. Um, before we move on to the next question, Awesome Tatum with the two dollar tip says, "How many days until Halloween?" The answer is obviously 342. Why haven't you been paying attention? There's like a calendar just marking the X's off behind me constantly, all the time. 342 more days till Halloween. It's going to be awesome. I promise. Uh, I just got my hands on Do Not Open by the way. Um, Perp Game sent that along. Uh, flat screen, obviously. We won't be getting the VR version of that until PSVR 2. Curious to know if I should play it or not, Wes. Should I play Do Not Open? Like, that feels... I feel like I don't want to ruin it for myself. Well, you shouldn't play it flat. Even though it is supposed to be procedural and different every time you play it, you shouldn't play it flat. My question is, uh, does it have VR support on Steam? It is coming to Steam, and that's a different story. If we can play it in VR... Uh, on PC, uh, I might just be tempted to do so. Yeah, it'd be worth checking on, checking in on. I, I'd be curious about that. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess because it's a PlayStation Talents Initiative game that maybe we get the exclusive on the VR, but maybe not. Maybe not. So, let me let me know if you find any answers right on now. that. There you go. I'm looking right now. Perfect. And while you're checking. I'm going to read the next question from Steve IRE, writing, who wrote, Having just seen the recent finger-tracking video in Call of the Mountain, surely there will be some kind of third-party peripheral that allows you to let go of the controller without it dropping out of your hand. Uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen that video, um, here, you know what? Let's, let's go over to full screen here, and let me, uh, let me bring up bring up a video. This is not the video, but it, we will have it in a second. Um, 
No mention of uh, VR support from what I can see here, Brian. Uh, okay, well, interesting. This is a... There is a demo available, though, for, for those of you who wants to try it out without paying for it. Crazy. All right, so this is uh, this video came to us from Fluffy Controller over on Twitter. Uh, I, I zoomed in as much as I could, and, and so you'd be able to see exactly what the video is all about. And I chopped it down to the essential part. Um, so thank you, Fluffy Controller, for providing this. Um, but you can see it's it's not just touch sensitive uh, finger tracking, right? Like whereas a lot of con- a lot of VR controllers, you, you put you rest your thumb on the analog stick, your thumb in game goes down, even if you're not pushing a button. Same with the grips and the triggers. Um, this is this looks like really precise finger tracking. These sense controllers seem to be doing the trick, uh, and and I don't know if this excites anybody out there. Um, I'm not like a huge hand tracking guy, uh, but any little details like this that kind of just add to the immersion, I think are. Uh, well, you might not notice them right away. They just they just all come together and add something a little bit special to uh, allowing your brain to forget, you know, that you're not really there. I'm glad you brought this up uh, because I, I did not zapruder this uh, footage that that you're talking about here. But I always have had some question in the back of my mind about this finger tracking because you'll, you'll read certain spec sheets that make it just sound like it's regular basic capacitive touch finger tracking like you see in all modern vr uh, controllers but i remember some of the earlier uh, reports being that it had um, positional tracking for your fingers so it's not all touch based Uh, so you're saying that it appears from this footage that that is the case that it has uh like a, like a, a valve index style of finger tracking that doesn't rely upon uh, you, you making contact with some surface. Yeah, I mean, if this if this video is showing us what we think it's showing us, and I and I should have sent this to you ahead of time, Wes, um, but it's it's halfway done transferring to you over on Discord. So hopefully you'll get it by the time we're done talking about it. It does appear that this video is showing us uh, just how uh, accurate the finger tracking is, and it's not just open or closed kind of thing. Um, it looks, it looks pretty you know, impressive. That, that's cool. It, it's, it's one of those things where, where VR is, uh, the sum of its parts rather than each individual thing. Right. Uh, it's not a groundbreaking thing uh, on quest, honestly, and they have full on hand tracking with no controllers. Uh, it's been a bit of a gimmick and a fad, uh, with regard to, um, to what they've been able to do with it thus far. Uh, but with that said, uh, we're talking about Sony here. We're talking about the best game makers in the world and some of the most creative minds in the world with, with game design. Right. So I, I have no doubt that the, they'll be able to get the most out of uh, a feature like this. Yeah. I have, I have zero desire to play a game uh, without a controller in my hand. Um, you know, there, there are definitely Oculus games or quest games where you like, where you use finger tracking. It's like, make a, make the shape of a gun with your finger, with your hand. I'm like, go, go, what, how old are we? <laughs> We're not seven years old playing in the backyard anymore. Uh, Oculus. Boom, boom, boom. I, I don't want that. I need some, I want something in my hand. I'm a gamer, man. I want a controller. Uh, and until we have something that, uh, you know, s- supersedes controllers, I, I don't think hand tracking is a thing that supersedes controllers. I want to feel something in my hand when I'm climbing, when I'm grabbing things. Like it, it would feel awkward if I was climbing and there would be, and there's nothing there. The, 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 the controller is now allowing for like adaptive triggers and, and, and the controller is what's adding more immersion. Getting rid of the controller 
relieves that immersion, gets rid of it, throws it out the window entirely, and then you just have to like kind of play make-believe. Uh, and that's what VR, VR is trying to keep you from having to play make-believe. It's doing the, the physical stuff for you, whereas then you can lose yourself mentally. Um, and yeah, well, I don't really care uh, about hand tracking, finger tracking specifically. I still think it's kind of cool to look at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, and there are certain cases where being able to make certain gestures uh, certainly builds the immersion uh, in game. Just so long as it's not like a a, a major control interface. Like when, when you when you start to try to to control uh, in game actions and functions without using buttons and sticks, then there's a real disconnect there, and it breaks immersion. So uh, I agree with you. I want to get this tip in before we get away from this topic because uh, Stike Gamer, the VRAF game cat, with the five euros, says from this video, you can see that you can open your hand fully without dropping the controller due to the orb's design. So getting back to the original question uh, about you know whether there should be a third-party uh, peripheral or something or uh, not peripheral, like a uh, attachment, like a, like a knuckle strap uh, in order to keep the... This is this is interesting. I, I didn't actually consider this. It uh, you can open your hand fully because the controller gets it rests between your thumb and your fingers when you watch this video. You can see that he opens his hand fully and the controllers stay put uh, just because of the controller design. Stike, good fucking catch. I did not notice that um, at all. That's true. Now, with that said. Uh, you might want to put your wrist straps on if you're going to be throwing grenades, <laughs> right? Because uh, they, they they will fly off of there, right? So I would still 100% want a knuckle strap um, because I don't want, I yeah I don't want my controllers moving at all. I want them staying right there. So when I open my hand fully, no matter what position my hand is in, they stay there. But very good, uh, very good catch, Stike. Um, we got struck at the VRP line again with 12 euros saying I gifted my PSVR to a friend, but also pre-ordered PSVR too. So can't wait to transport my mind to VR again early next year. From all reports, Straka, playing PSVR two is like playing VR for the very first time. Uh, I've heard this quote from, was it, was it Mike from the VR Oasis? Um, who was saying this? Been a few, there was a few people that had said it actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, quite a few people, and uh, and it's it's very reassuring because this is this is the kind of the kick in the butt that VR really needed, uh, and, and I'm and I'm super confident that Horizon is going to be one of the most beautiful games that we've ever seen in VR when it comes out, and and I'm also very confident that Sony wants to make it VRAF. They they want this to be just an absolutely mind blowing experience. It was a question that we posted on Discord. Uh, for question of the day two days ago, um, saying, you know, it might be short, probably seven to eight hours. Uh, but it, but if it blows your mind from beginning to end, is it worth your $60? And my answer is hands down. Absolutely. I don't think there's any way in hell I finished that game in less than 10 hours. <laughs> right. Like you might be able, uh, there are certain types of players out there who are very objective oriented and they think the purpose of playing a game is to finish it as quickly and easily as possible. That's not me, man. I like to smell the roses. Uh, and typically, uh, it takes me a lot longer to finish these games than your super like speed run oriented uh, typical gamer. So uh, while, while they say eight hours, I feel like uh, that's probably going to come from someone who, who doesn't like to examine every inch of the world and try to interact with everything that they can. Uh, I, I expect this to be about a dozen hours or more. 
yeah, I mean, it's tough, it's tough, right? Because those words came from the developers themselves. And unfortunately, we've dealt with a lot of developers over the years and developers tend to uh, lie. <laughs> That's true. Right. About being like to, to kind of make the game sound more attractive. But then when this developer was talking about it from Gorilla, he said, if you beeline it, it'll take like seven, I don't know if he said six to seven hours or seven to eight hours. If you beeline the story, which means like, are there side quests? Like how much exploration is there? Like, is it, if you don't beeline it, is it twice as long or three times as long? And guess what, Wes, I am right there with you. I'm going to find out just how long this game can be because that's how I play games too. If the game is telling me, Brian, go right, I'm going to go left as long as possible until I've, until I've exhausted left. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, now it's time to go right. That's exactly how I play. Like, that clearly is the way I'm supposed to go. Let's go over here first. Every time, every time. Yeah, so, yeah. So we'll 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 get we'll get back to you on that and, and let you know how it goes. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad. I, and this is this is the kind of game too. It's like it, it just looks so beautiful that like how could you not just want to like hang out and enjoy it as long as possible? Like just let it all sink in. Um, this, this is going to be, dude, did you hear this is, uh, this is not even one of the topics on our show uh, or on the run of show, but that's how this shit rolls. Did you hear about the Japanese launch or the Japanese pre-orders going live? I did. I did. And, uh, they're, they're actually, uh, kindly, uh, giving those people the criteria for, um, for invitation selection. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So it makes sense now why my other account didn't, uh, didn't didn't get the invite because i never play on that account anymore i keep it active and i keep it subscribed to plus so that uh you know i can keep that library of games and share it across all the users on my console but if i'm playing actually playing vr games i'm either playing it in my weasel account or my virtual strangers account so it makes a lot of sense that I didn't get that invite now. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know what Wes is talking about, uh, we found out that one of the stipulations for getting an invitation for your specific PSN account is that you need to have logged 20 hours of playtime on that account over the last year. Uh, so if everybody, if anybody out there is like, I have like 19 accounts, well, 18 of those are probably not even in the running for, for getting an invitation because you probably have not spent 20 hours playing those for the last uh, the last year. Uh, but the other thing, the other thing that I found fascinating, Wes, is that the Japanese audience, and, and this came to me from a Japanese game cat or, or a cat living in Japan, uh, who has all the details. So hopefully this is accurate. Uh, but he said that there's only one bundle available for pre-order and it's the one with horizon. So you had, <laughs> so Sony's forcing you to buy the PSVR two bundle and horizon they are not giving you the option to go without uh do you think that's a smart idea or do you think that's kind of like a little scummy uh both i think it's scummy and smart because you know um i'm sure a lot of their their profit projections over the first year or two is going to come uh it's going to depend largely on how many copies of that game they can sell and if they can force people to buy a 50 dollars game which is actually a $60 game, uh, then they're going to make a lot more money. Uh, so, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's a small market over there. Um, it makes me wonder, you know, it makes me wonder how well the bundle did over here. Like, are they are they forcing them to, to take them because they have a surplus and then maybe 
less people went for the bundle over here than they thought might? Or are they just being scummy and making people buy the game because they can? Yeah, I think I think it's more that. Um, but also, like, you know, it's... I would I would never tell somebody that they that they you know are I I never want to tell somebody how to spend their money. But I also feel like if you're buying a PSVR2 and you're not buying Horizon Call of the Mountain, then like what are you doing? Cuz this All is right. really one of those games that I I think is just going to blow everyone's mind that this is going to set a new high high watermark for VR uh and just show people what this headset is capable of uh at least at launch. So uh, I think people are crazy if they don't buy it. However, I can also see being like people like, oh, I want to secure my PSVR 2 headset, but also I want to make sure I get this game physically, like if it, if it gets a physical release, uh, and or I don't know if this game's going to be worth 50 or $60, so I'm going to wait for it to go on sale and pick it up at $20. Definitely need to play this, but maybe not right away. Um, so not giving the Japanese audience the option to even do either of those things is uh, it's a little scummy. A little bit, but I mean, if you think about it, it, it's a relatively recent thing uh, with regard to the video games market, console market, not to have a pack-in title. Like, when we were growing up and coming up, when you bought a new console, it always had a pack-in, something something like this, yep. uh, so that you you have a game to play. Uh, in recent years, that they've kind of stripped that out as a way to artificially lower the price a little bit. Uh, compared to what it would be like for example uh the, they could have totally intended for horizon to be a packing title all through development yep. but when it came down to it doing that would have made them made their announcement say six hundred dollars <laughs> instead of 550 right right and that's the big no-no so they offer a bare bones kit uh, just so they can say hey it's 550 it's not 600 <laughs> but then they force everyone to buy the 600 hundred dollar bundle yeah, let's, uh, when did when did we stop getting pack in titles? Was the PlayStation One the first time we didn't get one? Because I, I know the N sixty four, it only had two games at launch. I think it was like Pilot Wing sixty four and Mario sixty four, uh, and obviously everyone was going to buy Mario, so like why pack that in, right? And so they, then they were able to say, hey, the N sixty four is two hundred and fifty dollars, knowing full well that everyone's buying the seventy dollar Mario sixty four. I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like the onset of, uh, of of cheap, very easily mass producible disc based media uh, allowed them to kind of get away from that. Because if you remember when when PlayStation One era finally set in and we got off of cartridges, demo discs started showing up everywhere. They were in magazines. <laughs> like the, 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 you could get demos very easily and it, and it allowed um it allowed these studios to give people stuff to play on their consoles without giving away their games but on the uh, but they're actually doing just the opposite right they're they're giving away a level and now everyone has to go buy the game it's really it was it was smart business uh but i, I miss getting that pack in brian yeah me too <clears throat> little i we were actually having a conversation on discord recently about this uh demo disc packing idea and I think everybody was so, I think what sold people on so many PlayStation VR 1 games uh, at launch was the fact that there was a, a packed in demo disc included with your PlayStation VR 1 headset. And so games like Wayward Sky that I never would have been interested in based on the screenshots or trailers that I saw, I was like, I got, I got to play a little bit. 
and go, wow, this is really cool. Even games, I think like super hypercube. And, uh, I think job simulator was on the disc too. Uh, these gathered. I had no, I had no, I had, what's that? Do you remember tethered the game tethered? Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That was on the demo disc. (laughs) Yeah. Ancient emulator. Remember that one? I do remember that one. I was less enthralled with ancient emulator than most, I think. But, but yeah, I loved all of it. I loved all on that demo disc just blew my mind. I liked even like the, um, the, 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 uh, the Arena and you couldn't even play it. I just like being in that little title screen thing there. Yeah. Oh, Starblood breaks my heart a little bit every single time we talk about it, but I, so yeah, we kind of brought up physical games a little bit here, Wes. Um, and so maybe it's a, maybe it's time to jump over to our, our conversation, uh, about physical games coming to us from X Pacer X with the viewer takeover question saying, I've been seeing some discussion about physical PSVR two games. We're still a few months out and no PSVR two game box art has been shown other than the one that I created minutes before the show. Is there going to be physical PSVR two games other than hybrid games like resident evil village? Yes. Yeah. I mean, horizon, there will be a physical horizon. All, all of the big, uh, the, the the big Sony IP titles that we get will have uh, physical editions, and then there there will be others too, thanks to the work uh, of uh, companies like Perp Games, right. who uh, make it a point to give us physical uh, copies. So yeah, I, I think there absolutely will be. Yeah, I think so too. Is I I don't know, I can't think of a, and I'm sure the chat will. <laughs> will know of one the second I say this out loud. Um, I can't think of a, a game that's ever cost $60 that didn't have a physical version. And it, like Alex. <laughs> but that's not a PlayStation game, right? Right. Yeah, so I don't know. It's true. That is true. Um, how are there still, are there still physical PC games? Did I, I remember growing up back in the day, uh, the big box PC games. I remember, you know, coming home with the, the adventures of Willie Beamish, um, and like going through all the stuff, like sitting in the backseat of my parents' car, like going through every single thing, like as we drive home from the mall, like so excited about the physical stuff. Um, but, but physical games on PC, did those went away? I mean, completely yeah. or, or do they still sell some? Mostly. I, I, th- I think that there are still some, uh, some stuff that gets made for collectors, you know, um, franchises like Warcraft and things that have been around forever. I think that they produce a limited number of big box PC games just for collectors. But for the most part, uh, physical gaming was gone a long time ago from, uh, PC. In fact, uh, my super high spec gaming PC doesn't even have a disc drive on it. I didn't bother with putting one on it. There's yeah. no need for it. Um, yeah. um, don't mind me. I just saw in the chat, somebody mentioned uh, that play Asia already had, here we go. Uh, Joe, uh, it says play Asia already listed European, Asian and U S versions of horizon. Uh, so that's good to know. They obviously have some kind of, uh, you know, knowledge about what they're going to, the products that they're going to be selling. Um, Sadly, the preliminary picture they show here is uh, is just a mock-up. It just has the normal PlayStation 5 logo on it and doesn't have uh, any PSVR 2 nomenclature. Uh, so that'll be interesting. They're also listing it for $70. Play it doesn't surprise me because it was... I expected it maybe to be 70 here because I knew it was 60 in the UK. 
and you know th- their currency is worth a little more than more than more than ours is. So I thought maybe our, it would be sixty-five or seventy here, uh, but luckily uh, that was not the case. Luckily, not the case. Yeah, good good to see you over in the PlayStation Store, fifty-nine ninety-nine for sure. Um, yeah, I, yep, I, I'm. But you know what? Uh, we we are we're witnessing a, a change. Uh, we're we're certainly seeing. People who collect physical media, people who use physical media, uh, we're becoming a niche audience. Um, and, and in fact, I mean, I thought that I would never, ever, ever be interested in in games that didn't have, um, you know, boxes I could put up on my shelf. I'm a collector as much as a gamer. And so, you know, in the PS3 era kind of changed that for me because I'm downloading these $10, $15 games uh, that, that never came out physically. Uh, and then he, now here we are, uh, and I've got too much stuff. <laughs> like I've just gotten to the point where I've got too much stuff in my apartment, Wes, and I don't want any more stuff. Like I'm just like done. Like the like, you know shit shows up in the mail, and I'm like, and I and I cringe a little bit. And I go, oh, like I put, I put it on the shelf and go, let's not order anything else ever physically because I got too much junk, man. Right? Like space is valuable, and uh, and and I think you know when you're when your apartment's cluttered, it takes up space in your brain, and like kind of the whole thing. Uh, just trickles down, makes you miserable. Um, and so, uh, unless I'm getting a bigger apartment, which I don't see foresee happening, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of done with the, with collecting physical games. And so I might be all digital when it comes to PSVR two. And, and I thought I was going to be the very last holdout. I thought I was never say these words. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think I'm done, man. Like I just don't have room in my apartment anymore for this shit. Well, more and more these, uh, these physical copies are just, Keys, anyway, key a key to authenticate for offline play. Right. You still have to download the majority of these game files uh, from the internet after you insert the disc. So literally after that, again, the, the disc is just the key. Now, with that said, it's nice to be able to fall back on that key in case there ever were some kind of week-long outage and you're not able to authenticate. I think after like three or four days uh, of, of being offline, you your games lock you have to sign in to unlock your games um so th- th- it's good nice to have that to fall back on uh but yeah man i'm with you um the only reason i picked up uh the disc version of ps5 this generation was because i had so many physical psvr1 games that i was going to have to rebuy if i didn't just go ahead and drop the hundred dollars on the, the 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 disc version of the console so I'm with you, man. If we if we do all digital this generation, then maybe for PS6, I don't have to drop that extra hundred bucks to get the disc drive. Yeah, I am 100% with you, and that I see the chat completely divided <laughs> on this topic. Um, there's there's so many there's so many great uh, so many great classic games that I'm so happy that I have, um, and I'm not and, you know I mean yes, there's like an environmental aspect to it. I understand that, um, but but it's. Seat. Yeah, when I you know when I die, somebody's gonna have to deal with this stuff. The other thing is, is like when I die, Wes, which I mean, you know, I don't have to worry about for at least five or six more years. Uh, it's not gonna like we're not just gonna take all this and dump it into the ocean, right? Hopefully, it'll still be worth something in five or six years, and you know, my loved ones, my relatives, whoever I leave behind, tornado can sell this shit for me uh, and uh, and make and make some money off of my stuff. Um, this this it, it, this is not. I'm not collecting newspapers. I'm not collecting, um, you know cigarette cartons I'm, I'm collecting things that uh, people consider valuable and so uh and so I, it, hopefully it'll never end up in some landfill somewhere or at the bottom of the ocean so well that's that, that's certainly the other side of it and that's what or seek 
uh, was alluding to in the chat here is that physical media does uh, retain some value. It's a key that you can sell to other people and, and, and unlock the game for them. Now, with that said, I seem to recall, Brian, uh, when, when we were starting to um, speculate about what PS5 was going to be and we were looking through patents and things, I seem to remember that there was a patent in place for a system for people to resell their digital rights so uh, so that your digital copy of the game you could sell in an online marketplace through your PlayStation. Now, will that ever actually become a thing? Probably not. Uh, I know that... I know that these platform holders really hate the used games market. They always have. They hate rentals. <laughs> that they're they're against all that because it limits their profit potential. But if you, if you continue to have, um, you know, companies like Microsoft that are being super consumer oriented and and really breaking the model, uh, a digital resale marketplace might be just the the thing to kind of shift the momentum back uh, in Sony's direction. So I wouldn't, I would never say never, um, but you're right. As a, as things stand today, uh, that's a big plus uh, with physical media is that you can resell it. Um, so yeah, quite take it. Thank you. Uh, and, and Stingray X, I, I refuse to read your comment. <laughs> like, st- st- <laughs> so okay, without reading Stingray's comment, I'm going to tell you what, uh, about a very, fucked up conversation i had on discord voice chat uh stingray i swear this kid, there's no way this can be true he just came into the voice chat just to trigger me he he says brian i buy a new game i bring it home and i immediately take out the disc put it into a cd book and then throw out the packaging i was like i can't fucking oh, no. i can't deal i can't deal i can't even finish this conversation like that like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't know what to say, man. Like that hurts my soul so much. Um, so. I'm with you, but you know what? It's not like they put the the manual in there like they used to. This is a big pet peeve of mine. I, I spend all this money to get a physical copy of the game, and it's like this, you know, two cents worth of packaging that they put it in. There's no game manual. Um, that really pisses me off every time. Yeah, so. I agree. When they stopped putting the manual in, it was at the beginning of the PS4 generation, right? I was like, I was like this is just ridiculous. Like, it's a plastic case to hold a disc. It's like it, it definitely makes the whole aspect of collecting and getting like something physical feel. It was the exciting relevant. part, and you, you go to the store, you buy the game, you come to the car. You can't play the game in your car, but you know what you can do? You can pop that case open and start flipping through that book. Yeah, and now your excitement level is at 11 now we go home and play the game josh cat with the five dollar tip in the chest says if brian's mom is watching probably slap brian for the five to six years comment thank you game cats oh is this about my life expectancy please my mom knows that like i should have been dead a long time ago uh she's every every time she sees me she's like oh this is a pleasant surprise i'm like what did i showed up she's like no you're still alive <laughs> who would have thought at this point after all the shit you put us through, Red Rover, the effing game cat with the $10 tip says, if we can't authenticate our games for days, the world will be in chaos. Buildings falling, <laughs> floors burning, empty food shelves. It'll be horrible. I agree, Red Rover. Thank you so Ryan, much. I, I, heard, I heard they have internet out California way. Yeah. Yeah. Should we, should we, should we head that direction? I think, I think it's a good idea. Nice. I, I heard 
there, there's a convoy going leaving tomorrow. So let's try not Search to try not to get dysentery name. on our way. <laughs> right. Uh, or seek waiting for delivery. Uh, here it's we miss why we love why we love PSVR. Uh, if you guys, anybody's new to the channel, that was a running weekly show on the channel. Uh, that required so much effort. It was like impossible to get it out and like reviews would suffer review, like games that I was supposed to be reviewing. Like the reviews would be late because I'd have to get why we love out on schedule. This is why I need an editor, right? So, so you would be surprised at how many channels that you wouldn't expect to have it, to have editors actually have editors so they can keep pumping out the content. Um, and I hate saying words like pumping out the content. That's not how I view shit. Right. But I've, I've, I've adapted. I, I learned what people say. Um, but we got why why we love uh, is it, I want it to come back a little bit more regularly um, for the five dollar tier on Patreon, um, and uh, Wes and I were talking about filming one soon. Uh, I'm going to be doing one with, eh, what the fuck? I'll spill the beans. Creeper Betty. We were supposed to film one tonight, uh, but uh, actually don't have time tonight to film, so we're going to try to film tomorrow night after Thanksgiving. Uh, so there are more episodes of Why We Love coming. So if you were a fan of those back in the day, uh, those are for our five dollar Patreon supporters. Again, once a month is probably all I can promise. Um, but that's uh, but they are we're going to be kicking those up pretty soon. Um, you know what I miss, Brian? What do you miss? I miss PSVR theater very, Theater-ta. very much. Yes, I love that, man. Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, but with games. It's such a great format. It's it's an evergreen, and uh, I really miss it. It yeah. was one of my favorite things back then. It, it, was, it was tough because we never knew exactly what psvr theater was we didn't know if it was mystery science theater 3000 we didn't know if we were trying to uh show off trailers for, to people for the first time be like look how look at this game aren't we excited for it uh, and or or if we were trying to educate people on it uh and be like hey this is why you should be excited about it like a preview show um and so it kind of became like this mix of everything and so many people would in the comments be like what the fuck is wrong with you guys this is out on steam all the all the answers to your questions all the things that you're making fun of have already been answered so like we started losing track of what that show was supposed to be as the people watching lost track of what it was supposed to be. And so we didn't know what the fuck we were doing at a certain point. And, we, and it just seemed like we have all the answers to our questions. Why are we going to sit here and act like jackasses? Right. So maybe we can bring it back for games, you know, for, cause, cause what it was, was like the, the game's out on steam and it had, and it takes two years to come to PSVR, but maybe, you know, with the, with the excitement for PSVR two, uh, there'll be a lot more games that people, are hearing about for the first time and would we'd have some fun doing that again here's the format we we come in on some on some nice new next gen titles right Mm -hmm. and be legitimately informative and and helpful uh but then before the end of the show there's always going to be a couple of quest ports that we can just totally (laughs) bust on right like what the bat could you imagine us sitting there and watching that what the bat trailer i mean i guess we kind of did yeah but you get what i'm saying like uh if we could watch something like that and, and just totally try to be funny, you know, try to try to try to make it into a comedy bit. Um, gold, Jerry gold. <laughs> uh, this, this, we've, we've gone through so many ideas uh, over the course of, of without parole, seven plus eight year history, whatever it's been. And, uh, and, 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 you know, a lot of it was just, Hey, let's, let's give this a shot and see if it works. Um, I still, I still, find myself again this is this is very this is only for the people who fucking remember this shit you know the rest of you all are gonna be like what the hell's he talking about um before we switched it to psvr theater we 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 did video game true or false 
it was the game we played long before video game to uh, PSVR 20 questions. And, we, and we'd come up with a list of like 20 games and some of them are real, some are fake. And it, dude, it just required hours and hours and hours of work on one person to be the host of that show every single week. And, uh, and it was ridiculous, but I still find myself following, falling into that voice sometimes where like I say, I, as, as if I'm the host of video game, 20 questions or video game, uh, true or false. And it's just, I'm like, why, why am I talking like that? It's like, Oh, because that's the voice I used when I hosted that game. It's just kind of like, I don't know. You know what? Why are we talking about this? Uh, I was actually, uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about this on, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago because a lot of people do that, right? They put on radio guy voice yeah. when they're on camera and then, uh, when they're off camera, they, they just talk normal, but then there, there's guys like us who just, you know, talk the way we talk both ways, but every now and then you kind of slip into that mode, right? And you catch yourself like, why am I, why am I talking like this? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was literally just thinking about that yesterday or the day before. Yeah. There's a, I, I actually, I had a radio guy voice that I, that I used for the, for the channel for a while because I was scared of the criticism uh, of people in the comments. Like, what are they going to say about this? What are they going to whatever? And I thought that if I could have a different YouTube persona that at least when they're criticizing me, they're criticizing not me. It's right. this other person. This is persona I created. And, uh, and, and that lasted for probably a year or so. Um, so if you go back and like, why is he talking like that? It's, that's why. Cause I was fucking scared to be myself and scared to deal with the criticism. Now I, now I welcome the criticism. And then I block you. Yeah. No, <laughs> only sometimes. Um, okay, let's let's tackle a serious one, then we'll do a fun one. Uh, GC13, the Diet Pepsi Cat, wrote, hashtag viewer takeover, who's to blame for the lack of deep games in VR? The quest for having accessibility but lacking the robust power? The developers for failing to create the robust games? Or the consumers? What do you um, think, Wes? Yes. Yeah, it really is, yes. Yeah, Yeah. because this has always been a problem, even since the early days of VR. Um, You know, there there were some games that had money behind them, and, of course, that that money typically led to a a deeper game, more like a traditional game. Um, But with that said, Quest certainly exacerbated that problem exponentially, like tenfold. Uh, because now there there are real limitations on the hardware, and um, and, and and not only that, but but making a ultra affordable uh, platform like that brought in a lot of casual players, and these casual players like to play casual games, casual multiplayer games. So uh, I feel like um, I feel like a lot of the reason why there's so much excitement for PlayStation VR two, not only among consumers but among developers and VR studios is because this is kind of the return to, uh, you know, high end VR, you know, PC kind of died off with quest. Now there's hope. There's hope not only that we can get deeper games, but developers can price games fairly again on the new marketplace. There's a lot of hope being put, placed on this new platform, but, but to answer the question, I think all of the above is the answer. Uh, there was always a lack of these deeper titles and that has gotten worse over time instead of better uh, due to the necessary evil of uh, the meta platform. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, if, every, if, if consumers had embraced PSVR 1 uh, and, and came out in droves and bought it, uh, and, and then you're dealing with a user base that's 
40 or 50 or 60 million plus, right? And you, and you had an attach rate that was, you know, half of the PlayStation 4 user base were playing VR games, uh, which I think one day will be, you know, a very likely scenario, but probably a whole generation or two from now. Um, you'd, you'd see a lot more developers willing to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars making VR exclusive games, VR games that you can only play on VR uh, and have them be feature rich, right? Full of side quests and big open worlds and tons of exploration and whatever, right? But but that's just not feasible. The games that are being created for PSVR 1, the games that are being created for Quest are games that if you're a smart business, then you say, we have this much money to spend on making this game because there's only so many people out there in the ecosystem who 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 are even capable of buying it who will even have access to these games so with the with more consumers uh in in the potential for more sales comes bigger games so it's it's definitely a chicken and egg situation a lot of people aren't getting into vr because they don't because the games that they want aren't there but at the same time the games that they want aren't there because people didn't buy the platform to begin with um so and i'll tell you because this was tiff that left this question from Skydance. That's right. You're not anonymous here. I'm calling you out. Uh, <laughs> this makes me scared for Behemoth, right? Because if you have to kind of, and I don't want to say dumb down your game to, to work on Quest, but if you have to dumb down your game to work on Quest, then it's like, it's. I, I look at Behemoth that we've only seen a, a very short teaser for. I'll bring it up in case you guys haven't seen the Behemoth. Um, here it is. Here's the reveal trailer for Behemoth uh, teaser. It, their Twitter account says uh, something makes me think that this is going to be a Monster Hunter style game. And, and, and in my heart of hearts, I want this to be Monster Hunter plus like for the big bosses. I want it to be like Shadow of the Colossus, right? Where it's like the biggest monsters. You're going to have to climb them and do all this shit. And that sounds knowing if you have to have this thing running on a quest platform where it was originally debuted, it was debuted on a Facebook event or a meta event. Um, so we know it's coming to a quest platform. The fact that it's got to be kind of dumbed down a bit to, to work over there means like I'm not expecting fucking the world when it comes to the PC VR version or the PlayStation VR two version. Uh, luckily we know that they're talented developers, right? So they, they, they managed to get saints and sinners chapter one and two up and running on a quest. Uh, which is no small feat. So I'm really, really hoping that these fears that I have are unfounded. Allow me to lend to you a little bit of hope, Ryan. Please, uh, because we, we are seeing in the in the uh, later stages of uh, the Quest Two platform that developers are um, much better at optimizing now and getting a lot more out of the hardware. But beyond that, we know that Behemoth is a title that's slated for late 2023 and there will be a whole new quest platform by then there will be a quest three that i am willing to bet will be much more capable than quest two um so there is hope there for um you know specifically with regard to to the depth that uh those games are capable of in terms of standalone uh there is hope and uh, I i wouldn't lose any sleep over it. i think things are only going to get better yeah, I agree. I agree. That, you're right. That that's that's really reassuring. Um, yeah, a year from now, things are going to be a lot different, I guess, in the VR space. So, and it and it does seem like Oculus has no problem. I, I never know what to call it. I, I I never go to I go to never go to Meta first. I always go to Oculus or Facebook first. Um, but 
but it seems like Facebook has no problem allowing developers to say, we're only supporting your newest platform. We're not going to support Quest 1 or we're not going to support Quest 2. Uh, and so hopefully that's what we're looking at here. Yeah, they've supported Quest 1 for what, like three months, four months, and then, eh, we'll cut it loose. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, we got a tip before we move on to our next viewer takeover question. God given in the chat. Great name. God given, right? $20 tip. Uh, it says, what, what are all the fr PSVR free upgrades as of right now? Love the show. Thank you, God given. Uh, all the PSVR uh, upgrades for free. Uh, Confirmed ones. People, people have been asking me this uh, as well. And it seems like there's not a lot confirmed yet. Or am, am I wrong about that? Well, here's the, here's the generalized answer. <laughs> uh that no one should be surprised that I'm going to say, go to our discord, click the link in the description, join our discord. There is a list of every confirmed PSVR two game, uh, that's been announced so far. Uh, those are all in bold. You'll see games that are not in bold, uh, in that list. And those are all PSVR one upgrades. Now, which ones are free is a different question. Most of the ones that have been announced, uh, have been confirmed to be free. Uh, I think the only announced one, there's two announced ones that haven't, that, that we don't know a price point on. Swordsman hasn't said they'll be free and Alvo hasn't said they'll be free. Um, which is weird because I, I feel like Swordsman, uh, given the stink be. eye right now, Brian, like, really? Right. Come on, bro. Right. So, so, Come let, on, bro. I know, right? Okay. So let, let me read off the list. Okay. Um, after the fall for PSVR two, uh, it should be a free update. Um, there's Alvo, which is again, not confirmed for, to be free, but confirmed to be coming. Uh, no man's sky free PSVR two update. Um, Saints and Sinners chapter one confirmed to be uh, a PSVR two game, uh, but we don't know if it'll be free. We know there's a bundle right now. If you don't own the game, you can get the bundle for super cheap with chapter two retribution. So if you don't own the game, fucking pick it up, dude. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, Suicide guy VR deluxe. Uh, it's getting an update, but, but I don't think it, I don't know if it's going to be free or not. Swordsman VR. We don't know if that's going to be free or not. Uh, and then we have Zenith, The Last City, which is a free update and will be there at launch. Uh, those are all the confirmed. Oh, wait, Pistol Whip wasn't on that list. How did I miss Pistol Whip? Because Pistol Whip is also confirmed. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, it, it is on the list. It's just in bold, so it's hiding with the rest of them. I got to fix that. Uh, gotcha. um, so, yeah, Pistol Whip will also be uh, a free update. So... So a good, good handful of games that you might already own that will be playable on PSVR 2 day one. Uh, so even if you don't get, sorry, Japanese game cats, even if you don't get the Horizon bundle, you don't buy any games on day one, you probably still have stuff to play. Um, or Seek in the chat says, I'd be happy to buy Swordsman again. Shh, shh, shh. Listen, or, oh, or Seek, or Seek, we bought Wraith, and we bought Perfect Sniper, and we bought Warzone. Don't make us buy Swordsman again. Like, Swordsman is our... Paying for Swordsman once was, like... And getting a good game was our reward for having purchased those other games. So, like, let's... Let's let's get our money's worth. <laughs> because we... we are they going to... Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I thought you were done. Not done. I'm, ne I'm never done, gonna... Wes. I'm never done. you got to cut me off or I'll just keep talking. Are they going to add the suicide back into the, the guy VR? Dude... No idea. I think I thought the I think the idea was that they changed it from Suicide Guy to the Guy VR, and uh, and I think the I think the plan is to change it to Sleeping Guy VR because that is yeah. what it is, right? 
I, I don't know. I think I, I thought I saw when they, they announced that it would be on PSVR 2. I thought they called it Suicide Guy VR again, so I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, I noticed I noticed this before. That's why I was uh, asking you, because it seems like they're adding the suicide back in because they realized how stupid it was to take it out in the, to begin with. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not being insensitive to uh, people who've committed suicide, but guess what? Those people are dead. <laughs> they're, they're not watching our show, Wes. Truth. Truth. Right. Uh, I think, I, anyway, we'll have to stop. I'll, I'll stop making jokes about suicide. I'm sorry, Mom. Um. Movember. Donate to Movember. The link is in one of the descriptions. Somewhere. Probably not this show because I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Hey, no, we're killing it. The Game Cats are killing it on Movember. We've already shattered uh, last year's total by uh, more than $100, and we're approaching $1,000 of donations. So nice. Shout out to all the cats out there who are donating. You guys are killing it. Yeah, and shout out to Serial Killer for organizing it. Uh, Serial Killer is uh, kind of kind of helping me get uh, helping me help without parole get to be a little bit more uh, focused on you know charitable events like this. Uh, it'll take some time until we you know kick it off full gear and everything. But it's really it feels good, man. It feels good to know that you know we're doing something positive. You know. Something for the bros. We're not doing like the Susan G. Komen thing that everyone else does. We're doing something for the bros. Yeah. I appreciate it. Defunct Bomb Bro, the game cat in the chat says the oops, I killed myself guy. That would be <laughs> we got all sorts of different suggestions for what it should be called. Um Wes, with uh with 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 family coming over or going to see family tomorrow, and of course, you know, for throughout the holidays, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be seeing their family. Um a perky game cat asks, uh, with Thanksgiving being tomorrow, popular U.S. holiday, the family will be gathered. Keyword being family. What PSVR games would you recommend for the whole family now that we are at the end of an era, excluding M-rated material? Lame, I know. <laughs> hmm. Well, it's, it's, I think I think by M-rated material, he's talking about Little Star, and we won't talk about that. Um, but it's funny that you mention that because... Uh, it, it was at, you know, it was during occasions like this, all those years ago, that all these people that are here uh, did demo my PlayStation VR. It's how I sold them all on the idea of VR. And um, the staples back then still kind of hold up and are still, in my opinion, the best uh, demos that you could put people into. And uh, I'll go ahead and pick the lowest hanging fruit, Brian, and, and go with uh, PSVR Worlds and the Ocean Descent. You know, everyone everyone loves the Ocean Descent because you can put them in. This is the, this is the beautiful thing about it. You can put them in the tame version of it. Yep. And then without telling them when they <laughs> want to do it again, put them in the shark encounter. Uh, that, that was always the funnest. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just... And especially because there's so many people in your family who are likely not uh, gamers. And so the idea of them even holding uh, a dual shock in their hands, they're like, well, I don't know where to put my fingers. I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, like people are unfamiliar with even like how to use a D pad, Never mind analog sticks and triggers and all that stuff. Uh, and, and with oceans descent, just being able to get in there and, uh, you know, look around and have your head be the controller. I think that the, is it, is there a, is there a headlamp or something like a, that you sh you sh are you shining light depending on where you look? I don't remember. But as far as I remember, there's no controller required at all. So you can throw anybody in there and they're good to go. 
That's right. And then if you, and then after that, uh, you can make them sick immediately by either putting him on the uh, the street luge or it. in uh, Scavenger's Odyssey, <laughs> which I love. By the way, Scavenger's Odyssey is great, but it's a terrible demo title. Yeah, I, I don't know if you ever noticed this. The last time I played Scavenger's Odyssey, uh, it was interesting because now that we've got a little bit more experience with VR and a little bit more um, familiarity with how things work and how different games are developed, whatever, talking to developers throughout the course of the years, here we are six years later revisiting it. That game's a flat screen game. <laughs> like every, your your cockpit is 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 one thing, right? But then everything outside of your cockpit is basically just a flat screen. Like there's no depth happening at all out oh. there, right? Which which I think might actually be the case for Wipeout Omega Collection as well, which is how it looks so stunning, right? It's just like this is this is just as if you're playing a flat screen with a with a cockpit around you. Um, and so it's funny to kind of go back and look at the, the little tricks that they used because uh, it, it does create a good sense of depth uh, because you're in a cockpit and you're like, oh, I'm in a cockpit and I'm looking out of the cockpit and that's where the depth comes in. But then you realize like looking further into the distance feels like not any further than like what's right in front of you. Um, You've ruined it for me, Brian. I, I didn't realize that. But, you know, it has probably been at least two years since I played it, probably longer. Um so now, now you've ruined my next, next time I go in, I'm going to notice it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for anybody who does know how to use a controller though, I would say, uh, my pick would be static, I think, because it gives you some interaction, right? You get to look down and see that your hands are trapped in a box and they are exactly where they are when you're holding the dual shock. Um, and like, you don't know, have to know how to play games. You just have to feel around and know that there are buttons, uh, and then just kind of figure out what all the buttons do. Uh, and so I think it gives you that great sense of immersion. Uh, and also you're, you know, without having to use the move controllers and figure out how to walk in VR, that kind of stuff is difficult for new people. It's like, here we are just holding a controller and just fidget and try to figure shit out. Um, I, I think, I think it'd be kind of cool to sort of laugh at people, uh, laugh at family members and shit while they try to figure out how to get their hands unstuck from a box. All right. Two, two things before we move on. First yeah. of all, um, Russia blood, everything we just said about ocean descent applies to Russia blood, but Russia blood, super intense. Yeah. Um, and super easy to pick up and play for anyone. Even, you know, my, my dad, who is not a gamer at all and had typically has trouble figuring out how to play, you know, Mario, um, picked up Russia blood, no problem and loved it in spite of all of the intense imagery. So, uh, I always used it. That, was, that, that game, probably more than any other, was my big demo for, for people in VR. Uh, the other thing I want to say is, with regard to static, dude, we need a sequel with these new controllers. Yeah. Imagine that, uh, what they could do with it. Yep. Absolutely agree. Um, yeah, that, that studio, it was the Tarsier um, who made that. They. Yep. They they went on to make the little nightmare games, um, and which are awesome. And I always kind of expected those to be brought over to VR because they they could absolutely you know you don't even need the whole moss interaction where you're reaching out into the world. Those games are a little spooky, right? Played in VR would give you that sense of depth. I, I think would translate really really well. So I really hope that they consider bringing the little nightmare games over to PlayStation VR too. Um, it's so funny though that all the games we're listing, Wes are all like six years old. These are all like launch or launch window games. Um, because the, the next one I had in my head was Alumet. I don't know if you remember that from launch, whereas uh, basically like yeah. like a, a 3D cartoon movie that played out in front of you. And you could just kind of like peer your head into houses and see what was happening. Uh, and it's super emotional. I, mean, I know it made me cry. It made Des cry. Um, just like 
teared up and don't I, I i you have to download it off the playstation store i think the demo that's that's included with your headset isn't the full movie i think you have to download the whole thing off the playstation store um, which is also free i believe so um so check that out and again great for people who don't know how to play games don't don't want a controller in their hand um again another launch title which is like all the best ones were at launch wes it was downhill from there yeah, well, I agree with that. It kind of goes back to the previous thing we were talking about with the depth in the games. You know, uh, with the quality of the games, you know, a lot, a lot of the money went into those first two to three years. And then from there, there was a very um, decisive move on the part of Oculus toward casual uh, VR. And so much so, I mean, there was a big dispute over it, so much so that a lot of the original Oculus people left Meta at that point because they didn't like the direction it was going. And I think it's funny because both sides were proven right. Like, we, we can't really say they did the wrong thing because it, it, ha- it has had a positive effect on the market, right. but it's had a very negative effect on the quality of the games. So, um, again, this is kind of what, what PSVR 2 means to, to enthusiasts, to developers. It's kind of the hope that we're going to return... Uh, to where we were six years ago, and then pro- do the progression that we had always expected would have happened by now. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Feels it feels like we've been in a holding pattern for quite a while now. Yep. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where everything leads. Uh, Wes, let's do one more, and then uh, and then we'll call it and then we'll call it a day and get to some PSVR twenty questions. Um, let's see here. Before we pick it, I just want to, I just want to make sure because I haven't been really paying attention to Discord during all of this. I want to make sure if we have like some kind of stellar viewer takeover question. Uh, oh whoa! Steve Ari in the chat says the early VR videos were pish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Um, Triple R El Guapo Game Gato. Uh, see, I'm paying attention. I'm like looking at new questions, stuff that happened after the show started. Good job, everybody. I appreciate that. Um, right, hashtag viewer takeover, like a pro. Good stuff. Certain PSVR 1 games will have absolutely no chance of making it over to PSVR 2 due to licensing or other issues. Which three games make each of you sad that they'll be stuck on PSVR 1? Forever. This is a tough question to answer on the spot, right? No, it just ruined my day. Yeah. And I think about it every day already. I'm trying not to think about the fact that here they lie. We'll never get a a next gen remaster. Um, I'm sad, Brian. And and, and that's my three here. They lie. I I really want a, 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 a remaster of that, but I don't think we'll ever see it. I could be wrong, but I feel like you just cheated in your answer. Um, yeah, well, you said you said the studio is, despite the fact not being Tangentleman Games anymore, uh, are still making games, right? They're 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 kind of at a different studio, right? So, yep. with any luck, maybe we'll. Uh, I mean, I you gotta you gotta wonder who owns the rights to this thing, right? I, you got I'm assuming that Sony owns the rights to Here They Lie, so maybe. Right, and it is kind of, and it is kind of taking on this kind of cult status now where most people have the game most people that are in the to horror right and not you know aver, 
the, the most people who can play horror games have this game at this point, and most people who have had have most people who have had it and have played it love it, right? Because right. of the weirdness factor, if nothing else. So it does kind of have this cult status, and it might be worth, um, you know, the relative relatively small investment it would take just to kind of upgrade the visuals. Uh, I mean, I would be fine with them keeping it as a gamepad game if they they update the visuals in a little bit about how the movement and interactions work. Yeah, that, that would be great. I'd pay for it all over again. I would too. I, w- I would pay for it again, uh, mostly because I don't think there's a, there's a chance it's going to happen, uh, and so I'll be so happy to hear that it's happening that I'll fucking pay for it. Um, I, I I would like it to to be completely updated though, because I think the especially with horror games, I just feel like you're missing something when you, when it's gamepad only, uh, when it's dual shock, you know, you, I feel like, and I know I've said this a thousand times, but it's worth saying a thousand and one times when you have two hands in the world, I, you feel more exposed, you feel more vulnerable. And so it's harder to kind of like hide behind your controller. When I play Resident Evil seven, I play like this because I'm like, or I did before I knew what to expect. Cause I was using it as a shield, right? My hands weren't out there in the world. I didn't feel exposed. I didn't feel vulnerable. I mean, I did, but not in the way that having two hands does. Um, and so I would want that. Um, but this is one of the best looking games, I think on the platform still, uh, the environments are just absolutely stunning and the art design's incredible. I would love to see what this looks like in 4k, um, because, and, and yeah, let's, let's fix the turning. Uh, there are no good turning options in this game. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. This, they, they've got like some forced blinders here and there too. So there's all sorts of like little things that need updating, uh, to take advantage of like what gamers expect now. But yeah, this would, this would be really, really sad if it gets stuck on PSVR one. Yeah. I'll give you another one. Just uh, since you called me out on my cheating, wouldn't it be nice if we could get uh, the rest of the 18 floors? Yes. Yep. And poor, I don't think Australia ever even got floor three and four. <laughs> like that, that DLC that added two more floors to 18 floors didn't even go out worldwide. So there's a bunch of people out there who were like, yeah, where's my 16 floors? We're like, ah, where's my 14 floors? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, at least two of those floors had some problems that need to be fixed. It's true. Where's our content? Oh, and Soul Dimension, while we're at it, Soul Dimension only got episode zero. Never even got episode one, Wes. Soul <laughs> Dimension episode zero is all we got from that five-part series. Uh, mine's going to be one that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, and that's, uh, and, and that's Star Blood Arena. Um, I think I think Star Blood Arena was, was honestly, man, just victim of bad timing, victim of circumstance. Uh, it just it's it's still one of my favorite multiplayer games on psvr and you can't play it anymore the servers are down um it was it was stunning it was one of those games that looked great on the og and then when you upgrade to the pro you're like oh my god the sense of depth here is incredible like and everything is crystal clear and all the different ships the way it all played differently uh it was just so much fun to get in there and play all the different game modes with your friends uh we spent hours and hours and hours in there and then when the light and then when they announced when the servers were going down i think we I don't know, it was 12 hours I spent in that game just waiting for them to shut the servers off. And I finally was like, I'm so tired. I just need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They left them up. I remember they, they, they left them up a little longer than people were expecting. Uh, I also remember how awesome the soundtrack was in that game. That was one of my favorite things. One of the things that hooked me right away with it was the, the music. Yeah. Who was the, who was the band um, that, that was probably? I, 
I remember Reverend Horton Heat was on there. That's who it was. That's who I was thinking of. There were, there was a bunch of uh, those kind of uh, mid nineties alternative bands on, on the soundtrack. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, if you if you if you never get a chance to play Starblood Arena, I feel terrible for you. Um, get, getting a sequel or even uh, a remastered version of this, like a, a Starblood 1.5 or even fucking Starblood 1.0, I don't care. On PSVR two would be amazing. Um, this game, other than having some lobby issues uh, and trying to get a match going, sometimes uh, really it just felt like such a. It was kind of perfect. Uh, there was. There was always stuff unlocking. The more you played, you'd constantly get these like little, uh, the, these little upgrades, like new skins for, for your characters and your ships. Uh, so you could, you know, so you'd be flying around and you'd see somebody with like tiger stripes or whatever on their ship. You'd be like, how the fuck did you get that? Like, how many hours do you have in this game? And then like little bobbleheads and things for your dashboard. Um, so it's constant, when you're, whenever you're constantly unlocking stuff like that, uh, I don't know. That, that's the carrot that's dangling at the end of the stick and it's like, Keep it coming, guys. I'll keep playing as long as you keep unlocking stuff. Um, um, and I think I, 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 you might agree with me on this one. Immortal Legacy. I, I don't think Viva Games even exists anymore. Uh, it, it was such a, gr- such a great uh, Immortal... I was going to say Immortal Legacy style game. A great Uncharted style game. Um, it was the best Uncharted game that we've got in VR until they give us an, an actual Uncharted. Uh, and it's just... If it, yeah, again, I'll be real sad if that gets stuck on PSVR one. It's luckily it's it's not just on PSVR though, right? Is that on PC as well? Uh, it is. I haven't played it on PC. I heard it's garbage oh. on PC. Okay. So uh, I, I I didn't even bother with playing it. But uh, I agree. I liked Immortal Legacy. Um, you know what, what it lacks in story clarity, uh, it makes up for in gameplay and world building. Like uh, I really love the game. Uh, it, it, it's it plays like Uncharted, um, but also has a lot of horror elements into it. Uh, some some decent puzzling. It's a good all around VR game, a good adventure game. Um, but I'm sad that we'll never see the sequel now. If if that if the team really has disbanded, uh, I was wa- I wanted some clarity with, <laughs> with the story. Like who was that lady that showed up and just disappeared in thin air? Why why do we give a shit about cookie pie? Like. These are the questions, Brian. I need the answers. Yeah, mo- most of the hate. Oh, Geisen says it's also on Pico. That's fucking reassuring. That's actually really reassuring, right? Does that mean the team yeah. is still around? Because how long ago would it have to been out to be on Pico? I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, they're on their fourth gen, but they they put out two of those this year, so <laughs> right. uh, not not that long, you know. Well, then fingers crossed, because I, you know, the last time I talked to Viva Games, they they said, you know, obviously the game they put out was not the game they initially planned. Um, Cookie pie was supposed to be an arms dealer. If you can believe this. <laughs> and so like you were supposed to keep seeing cookie pie throughout the course of your adventure. And, uh, and you were supposed to be buying, you know, new upgrades and weapons from her. Uh, and obviously everything story and everything just got truncated so that they could kind of tie up all the loose ends and put out a, what you might call a finished game. Uh, you know, because they eventually you run out of money. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I would have loved to see where they'd taken this. And Looper the Underground Game Cat with the five euros in the chat, and it agrees. It says, to me, Immortal Legacy was more like RE4 than Uncharted. It even has some similar secondary characters. That's a good point. I agree. True. 
the later the later levels too are a lot more like uh, Resident Evil than uh, Uncharted. That's a, that's very true. Yeah, the re- the reason it screamed Uncharted to me was because here you are in like this this island, kind of like just exploring, uh, and then like. And, and then I was going to say later in the game, but it's really like an hour or two. And, um, you know, suddenly you realize like, Oh, this is not, uh, straight up like, you know, you versus some mercenaries or something. It's, it's, it, there's a whole paranormal or, or supernatural element to it. Um, which uncharted always seems to kind of throw into its final act, um, Indiana Jones style, which I fucking love, right. but yeah. Uh, or, or seek the game cat says, I want res infinite on PSVR two, And I agree with that statement yep. and I think we'll get it. Uh, Name a platform in the last ten years that didn't have Res Infinite on it. Like, <laughs> it's it's on everything. Yeah, that's actually really true. And it, I, am I wrong? Um, who who's the guy? Is it is it Tetsuya Mizuguchi? Is that who? Uh, that is correct. Yes. So he, as far as I, I want to say that he had posted or or, or something. We we heard that he was making a follow up to Res Infinite. Um, and so it'd be nice to, you know, when that sequel finally, you know, sees the light of day, if it, if there was an option to have it, you know, bundled with the original game, uh, in 4k and, uh, haptics in the headset, because that dude loves his haptics, right? Remember the trance vibrator on the, on the dreamcast? It was like, this- I remember hearing talk about <laughs> <laughs> right because it was like a sex toy basically um but yeah you it, it would be this dildo that you shove into your couch that that vibrates and so then your whole body kind of like buzzes um to the beat of the music uh, and it was that yeah. sounds it sounds fantastic if only i had that when i was playing seaman seaman <laughs> yeah seaman yeah yep hey wes hey brian it's time for some PSVR 20 questions. Let's do it. You're the host this week. That means everybody out there, I'm going to need your help. That means Wes has a PSVR game in that lovely little head of his. <laughs> and we've got 20 yes or no questions to figure out what game it is in only six minutes I'm about to put up on the clock. So please, in the chat, help me out. Ask good questions, uh, and I will pick and choose. And also, give me good recommendations based on the answers that we get. You ready over there, Wes? Because I'm about to put the clock up. Uh, I think so. All right. Yeah. Uh, better get my notebook out because, dude, I was already tired. Like, this is just going to prove how tired I am. I mean, like, I've never heard of any of these games before. I've reviewed them all. Never heard of a single one. On my mark, get Dez. Go. Does this game? Shit. Does this game use analog sticks? Um. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so we're going to assume it's moves only. We'll see if that's true or not when we fail this. Um, okay, all your history. Can you use weapons? Yes. Okay. Let's figure out what kind of weapons it is. Um, are you mostly shooting in this game, shooting guns, shooting arrows, that kind of thing. One or the other or both. I would say yes. Okay. Mostly not. I mean, that's not the only thing you do, but there's a lot of shooting in it. Okay. Uh, awesome Tatum. I love this question. Did we mention it on the show today? (laughs) No, we definitely did not mention it today. Wow. 
which is which is a bit of a departure for me because I like to tie the the games into the episodes a lot. But if you do it every time, it becomes predictable. Yeah, yeah you, got, you got to play the meta game, not the meta game. That's right. The meta game, God. Beat Saber. <laughs> right. Um. Let's see. Oh, good good question, Orsik. Can you play this on the flat screen? On any platform. So. It doesn't have to be PS4. Any platform. Yeah, no. I don't think so, no. Okay. Um, let's see. Beard of Power 666. Good question. Is this a PSVR1 exclusive? No, it is not, and I think that's five. It is five. Okay. I like Zombie's question. Are your enemies robots? No. I know what your enemies are. That's a good question. Has this developer made other PSVR games? Yes. Oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. That doesn't leave us with too many studios. Very few studios have made multiple <laughs> PSVR games. Um, was this game made by Servios? Yes. It was made by Servios. You a Mitch Hedberg fan, Wes? This is not one of the questions. Uh, I am a big Mitch Hedberg fan, actually. I love that guy. Let me say that uh, you know, when when you take a puff off the pipe, that's his uh, punch punchline indicator. He goes, well, "When I take a hit off the pipe, all you fuckers should be laughing." And so, <laughs> made me think of that when you when you hit the vape before uh, before answering the question. I thought that was perfect. Okay, so it's a Serbios game. We know that there's weapons in it, um, mostly shooting. You're not shooting robots, which means it's not raw data. It looks like we eliminated one, um, which leaves us with, let's see, uh, Battle Wake, which you are shooting weapons. Um, they're cannons. Um, Walking Dead. Um, Creed, which you're not shooting in Creed, so that eliminates that. Oh, God, am I forgetting a Servios game? Oh, uh, Sprint Vector. Oh, you are shooting weapons. Are you racing in this game? Not racing. That eliminates Sprint Vector. Are you on a boat in this game? <laughs> no, but I, I, I will. I will say this: you, you are forgetting a Servius title. Ryan. Are there zombies in this game? I'll figure it out. There, there are zombies in this game. Right? Okay, so it's not Electronauts. Then <laughs> is that the game I was forgetting? Puzzle Bubble. Oh, fuck Puzzle Bubble. But also, you are shooting weapons in that game. <laughs> you are shooting in that one, now. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, Wes, is this game by any chance The Walking Dead Onslaught? This game is The Walking Dead Onslaught. Good job, Brian. Good nice. job, Cat. Yes. Nailed it. I switched at the last moment. I was going to do uh, Saints and Sinners. Uh, and I thought, you know what? Let, let's just switch it up and do Onslaught this time. And, uh <laughs> Yeah, good job. Looper, the underground game cat with the two euros, says, Objection! He thinks you're AJing this. In Onslaught, you raced the horde. 
Well, touche, but uh, you're actually racing the red wall. wall. Not, <laughs> yeah, there's not a, there's no horde. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, it's a the storm of zombies, the battle royale storm of zombies that they shoved into a single player game. There's a lot of things wrong with uh with with the Walking Dead onslaught, but I still think it's an enjoyable game. They they fixed it up. It can be fun. I I, I hope. Better. What's up? It's better than its reputation for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, I actually really enjoyed those missions. They they got repetitive after like the sixth or seventh time you done you did them. But uh, those scavenging runs where the where you have to just race through and collect all the shit as fast as possible. Yeah, um, I would love it, Wes, if we got a if we got the the version of onslaught that Servios kind of originally had. In their minds, it sounded like it was going to be a four-player co-op game. We actually get to play as different characters from uh, the Walking Dead universe. Because as you know, when you play this game in single-player, you select your character. But it doesn't matter which character you select. It's all the fucking same. It's not like they have different attributes or anything like that. And so it would actually be cool if you get to play with three other people and they looked like the characters in the game. And you're running around and you're helping each other uh, race through and, and stay away from the, the horde and collect all the shit. I think the multiplayer version of this game sounds like the game that we all wanted to play. Yeah, I think I think the this game was originally intended to be an arcade style action game. Yeah, uh, that was uh, heavily uh, revolved around the the individual characters and, and you know the different kind of weapons and classes for each uh, character that you had to choose. Uh, I, I feel like Saints and Sinners was so good and had so much depth that they tried to change mid mid development cycle and make it into something that had a little more depth and by doing so they ruined what they had to begin with and, mm-hmm. and just kind of uh and gave us a half a half half a game two two halves of, of two different games yep. pushed together yeah i agree with what austin tatum said he says the knife is op and onslaught don't forget yeah just like yeah. braining zombies is way better than running out of ammo constantly you kill them all with one and you're good to go uh although i, I do think that they they kind of patched that to make it a little bit more balanced. It's been a while since I played it, so it'd be worth checking in and seeing what it's like now. Wes, another one for the books. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and talking about PSVR and PSVR 2 with all the cats for, yep, two hours. That tracks. <laughs> for, yep, for, right. for a show we had no topics, uh, we managed to still talk for two hours. No one out there is surprised. Had we had topics, we would have done exactly the same show, Brian. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Guys, don't forget, if you haven't had enough VR talk for the day, uh, then make sure you go over to Virtual Strangers, click the link in the description below, and subscribe to Wes and his friends over there. Uh, it sounds like they've got an awesome show planned for this evening, and I'm looking forward to sleeping through it, but then maybe checking it out later in the week. Because <laughs> You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. You think we do long shows over here? That means you've never watched what they do over there. So go check it out and come back to me. Do it. Click Do the it. thing. It's down there. Click the thing. It's down there. Guys, uh, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Thanks to everybody who changed your name to GameCat. Thanks to everybody who uh, participated in the chat today, uh, gave awesome viewer takeover questions over on Discord and over here. Everybody who tips, keeping the lights on. I appreciate you so fucking much. Uh, but also, there's a whole other group of people out there who sat back, watched the show, and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Let's get out of here, Wes. You're the cat, Brian. I'm... No, wait a minute. That's not... That's not me. Wrong show. Sorry. Bye. Bye.
<laughs> I love it, Beard of Power 666. Say goodnight. We're one day closer to PSVR 2. Good way to look at it. It's the only thing that matters, Wes. We're one day closer. It doesn't matter what happens between now and then. Three months, Brian. Uh, almost to the day. Three months yesterday. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And the holidays are just going to fly by. You'll be here before yeah. you know it. Seriously. Seriously. Um, uh, review keys for, for Ubris go out Friday. So okay. we're going to have that. Um, again, we've got Gambit. We've got... We're, we're, we're not... Saints dinners. Right, as long as you know, we're as long as you know, we're still on the air. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this this conversation's awesome. As long as everybody knows let's, that we're still live. <laughs> let's let's talk about the chainsaw, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and you're muted. Good night, everybody.